Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. My belief is that the biggest disease that is facing us right now is not fucking COVID. It's disconnection. We are disconnecting. If COVID has done anything for us, it has highlighted the need for connection and the beauty in connection. And it doesn't have to look like it used to. Never underestimate the value of a good support network. You know, logically, we all understand this in some ways, logically. And if you don't, it's probably because you haven't really had the necessity to use one yet. But I've always logically understood the value of a support network. But I am the first to admit that I never really utilised a support network fully until the shit really hit the fan in my life. Why? Well, two reasons I can think of, and most of us can relate to this. One, you know, in some cases I was embarrassed to ask in case somebody thought or you thought that I couldn't handle stuff, which means I'd judge myself and secretly anybody else I looked at. And because I'd already judged myself about not being able to handle stuff, I felt guilty about not being able to handle stuff. Hello, completely self-sabotaging. And clicks right into guilt month that we went through last month. So if you are new, jump on and watch the old guilt videos because that's possibly my most favourite topic. Now, when I've started to research why we don't utilise our networks, I realise that a lot of it stems from guilt. But there is also a couple of other things. And, you know, we've been brought up in quite an individualistic and competitive culture. But we have to remember that the power of togetherness and community is exactly what I was talking about earlier. COVID's been the disease medically, and it's absolutely shown us that working together and supporting each other makes living out our dreams and fulfilling our purpose much easier and bloody more enjoyable, even in a crisis. We are meant to support each other. We don't have to do it alone. Now, our networks are made up of our families, our friends, colleagues, neighbours, and can come in, you know, a number of forms, such as mothers' groups, playgroups, schools, and even companies um, like Lifeline or the Black Dog Institute who are designed to care for us when we are going through tough situations. We are social creatures, and these connections are vital to our well-being. We have to utilise the people that we love and trust. So why don't we? Is it because we've secretly judged ourselves like I did or is it because we don't know how to build a support network of people? You know, we've started to come out of, we all know how to add, unless you're me because I don't do maths, but we're all really highly educated. But have we lost some of the life skills that we got from social connections? Do we not know how to do that? Our kids know iPads and iPhones and all those computer things, but have has that disconnected them 
from social connections and now they don't know how to do it. Now we've got adults who actually are struggling to build those networks because it does take a little bit of skill. And, you know, one of the other things that I hear that's really important is what I hear from support people, from the people in the support networks. And guess what they're saying to me? Oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed by these requests. Then we've got to look at, are we placing too much in one place and not enough in another? Are we burning out the people closest to us because we aren't looking out further than our immediate social network? Now, it's important to have more than one support group so that you don't exhaust them and you will be able to have different perspectives. It helps you rationalise what's going on in your life. And let's be honest. We've got so many facets of our life that it's impossible to get everything we need from one source. I don't know why we have not questioned this previously. You know, I often have um, discussions with couples who come to see me and there is such a huge expectation that this newly found partner will become their all, honestly the one to meet their needs of love, affection, conversation, fun, seriously. If my husband's job was to meet all those needs for me, then let me tell you, he would have to give up his other job and that would not end well either, would it? Why? Because he simply cannot be all that to me. He can't. And to be honest, I don't want him to because seriously, we'd be completely bored And where's the perspective and challenge to your mind in that? That's why there's a lot of times where couples go, oh, I'm in Groundhog Day. And I go, yeah, because you're not challenging yourself. Where's the interaction with outside people to bring back the conversation inside? There's got to be this building of um, minds. It's, it's, It's probably one of the biggest connections there is. And, you know, no bloody Disney in that because I always have a bit of a dig about Disney going, you know, often to ask to people, what's the most important thing in a relationship? And invariably someone's going to pull out love. You must have love. I call bullshit because it doesn't necessarily have to have love. It's great if it starts with it. But, you know, some of the most um, successful marriages weren't started with that. They were not started with that. There's trust, there's respect, there's a lot of other things. Love can die in a relationship and you still have an intense connection. Got to think about that. There's a bit of Disney in love, love, love. Don't like it. Anyhow, that's a whole other session. So our networks need to come from more than one place. And that leaves us with another bloody question then, doesn't it? Why don't we look out further than our immediate families or our close friends? Back to the same old question. Do we want to make networks or do do we not want to make networks or do we not know how? Now, if you're hoping for an answer from me, I think we all know that what it's going to be. I have no idea because this is a question for each of you personally. I know that some people look to me as an expert. However, I am the first to let people know that I am an expert in me, not you. Somebody knows, nobody knows you better than you. What people don't like doing is looking at themselves really honestly and pulling apart the pieces. Now, that's what I'm an expert in, tipping out the shit bucket and picking through it. I love it. But it's your shit, not mine. Okay, so 
let's look at what I can help you with today in this live. And that's the information on how to build a network because you've got to look at, do I not want to or do I not know how? These tips about building networks is probably going to answer the question for both of you because if you don't know how, great, I'm going to give you some tips. If you don't want to know, then you've got to look at and go, what part of this do I not like? Why do I hesitate? Because like I said, the questions are for you, not for me. So there's a couple of pointers. And one of the big ones that we, uh, we've, we've learnt now, and this is going to be your homework for the end. I'm just giving it away to you. You need to think about the five top, are there five people in your life that you can connect to? Right now, this question is not as easy as it seems, as is as with the and this is why I love simplicity because it's the simple stuff. Hey, Vicky, how are you going? People don't like being alone, absolutely. You're exactly right. People don't like being alone sometimes, but it's that alone bit that helps us pick through the pieces. So, you're right, and that is one of my little points, but I'm kind of going to come up to that. So the five top supports or the five people in your life, are there five people that you can turn to? It's not the simplest question. And when you really have to answer it, you've got to go, because you could probably name five people, but are they really the people you would turn to if you needed help or you were in trouble? They're the five people I want to know. I want you to write, be able to write that down. But that's what we're going to look at in your homework. So that's one of the first things. They can be friends family, colleagues, look outside your bubble for something like this, okay? One of the other things about building a network, open up. This ticks into a little bit about what Vicky said. Open up, share your problems. People cannot read your mind and they don't know you are struggling if you do not tell them what is going on. Big, big key. Next one, don't be isolated. Now, when you try and hold problems inside or deal with them alone, it's likely to leave you feeling stressed and anxious and then it kicks into all those things we've been talking about with guilt and shame. So it pulls you, pulls us back. And this is probably the one big thing that I can tell you that you will need to build a network and it's to be vulnerable. And guess what that feels like? Shit, it does. It can feel absolutely beautiful and it can feel absolutely terrible. And there's power in that. There's transformation in that. That's why when people come to counselling, they come in feeling terrible. There are times where during that therapy, they will feel sometimes worse, but it's so safe that, well, if it's safe, hopefully you've got a safe one, you come out, the, the, the worst bit is often the transformational bit. It's where the changes come. It's where you can go, wow, I'd never realised that. And when you can let that go and be vulnerable and honest about it, it's, it's the most freeing thing that you can give to yourself and to anybody else. So don't isolate yourself with it. Now, the other one, you've got to remember to support people in return. So it's it's reciprocal. Um, I don't like well, I don't like the word. It's reciprocal, but I don't know how you'd say it to, to blend that out. It's reciprocity or oh, who knows. Anyway, you get what I mean. 
you got to give, you're going to get, you got to give. You've got to be able to support people in return. You gain a lot from people helping you. And, and you know, you may realise that others are going through exactly the same problems as you. Your support work, network will be much more willing to help you when you are in need if you have been there for them. It's not a tit for tat. It's not, well, she didn't bloody take my kids to school. I'm not going to take hers. It is be open. Be open. If you can help, help. If you can do do that, do it. Because I think the thing is, is that one of the things about remember, remember what it's like. Remember what it feels like to need somebody to help you so that you can put it out there. No one's saying put another brick on and put yourself under pressure to do that because you don't want that. One of the other things about joining a network, and this is the one I love too, when you have figured out how to join a network and you do it, educate others so that they feel confident and competent in putting themselves out there. Share your perspective with them so that you can help them build their network or you can share your network with them. One of the best ways to do that, join a group. If you spend time with people with shared hobbies, you will form new bonds to expand your network. Now, I don't know whether I say this in here somewhere else, but it's just come to me now, so I'm just going to pull it in. Mothers, new mums, and, um, you know, we have new mums, people having babies, they have got an enormous network that is set up to support them, but often they don't utilise it. They just don't utilise it, and that's where... You know, play groups and mothers groups are really, really handy. You've got to look at what group do I need right now? What is the support network that I need? And build that network for that group. One of the things that we bring in, and it can be a nemesis, it can be a positive and a negative, is social media. I mean, seriously, we live in a world of social media. In You've got to use it at times. There are plenty of online groups and forums you can share or you can join to share ideas and seek support from. It is, you know, it's got its its costs and its benefits because you've got to be thinking about your mindset when you join some of these groups because vulnerable people will attract vulnerability sometimes. So you want to make sure that if you're joining a group, it is has a community sense. It is not um, bringing you down, bringing others down. If it's doing that, block that sucker. You do not want to be on it. It has got to build you and it is used to build others as well. All right. Big thing about building a network, you want it before the crisis. All right. In a crisis situation, the network is absolutely priceless. And the mutual exchange of support usually happens in a natural way. I will help you and you will help me. Nobody has to say it. It It just happens. It doesn't require asking for assistance, which sometimes can be embarrassing. The natural exchange happens only if people nurture their relationships. Yes, no cults. Thank you, Jane. (laughs) Definitely no cults. Uh, The natural exchange happens only if people nurture their relationships. So building a support network when times are tough is usually a little bit too late because you're in a vulnerable space. You can't see what you need. 
So you need to keep your relationships building. Reach out. And you know, that's probably a really big thing in terms of, in fact, I might chuck that on my list somewhere. It talks about the layers of a relationship. Do people know how to build a relationship? There's actually like five things you need to start the relationship building process. Maybe people are really stuck in not knowing how to do that. If that's the case, flick me a message, write me a comment, let me know what you want me to talk about. That's going to help you build a few tips for your network. It's going to be on the, I'm going to have a handout for this, so don't stress about writing them down. They will be there. However, one of the big things that I have noticed that people don't actually notice very much is to recognise the invisible safety net that you've actually got. So different families and um, cultures can have what we call an invisible safety net. It's a very settled society and their circle of family, friends or acquaintances is usually you know, pretty stable and large. If your situation is similar, you might not even notice how much energy and support you actually get from your direct environment. Spoiled by this abundance, you might disregard the importance of the people in your close circle, but you might not notice it until the absence of that support network. So when some big changes occur, for example, if you move to a different city or you get divorced or your close network of family and friends or friendly neighbours disappears or diminishes, then you begin to notice. And when it happens, you might lose your sense of security and you need to build a new support system. The flip side of this is that if you aren't already aware, then you will become aware of whether this fits for you or not. If it does, great, be grateful. If it doesn't, be accepting. Because this is where extended support networks come into their own. Branch out and know what you are looking for. If you are one of the lucky ones with an abundance of support, open your eyes to those close to you who don't have that. Can you support them in a small way? One of the biggest inhibitors to utilising a network is related to guilt and fear. Guilty for having an abundant network if you do guilty for begrudging those who have one if you don't, and afraid to ask for help. Go back to the list above. Educate others. Don't isolate. Be open. Guilt and fear. It's probably the biggest thing, which is probably why I've loved working with it for so long, because it really is the secret little source that permeates a lot of things that we get stuck with in our life. So, the next thing I can help with is identifying the types of support. Now, when I researched this, I was like, what do you mean types of support? What is that crap? But then I thought, oh my God, my support network is really good because I don't have just one type of support. I never realised the names of those support networks. And that's what I probably have learnt to do really, really well. And this is something that I think will help you. Now, this one you might have to write down because I don't have this, I think, written into the little handout. But if we have to, I might pop something in later. 
that support can have many faces and knowing the type of support you actually need can help narrow down the search. So we are all going to know this old chestnut, emotional support. It's probably the mecca that everyone looks for. It creates an atmosphere of caring, warm feelings. It protects you from loneliness because there are people around you who will hold your hand, encourage you and be with you during difficult times. You can trust them and tell them your secret. It answers an internal call that says, help me, I am down. Now, this can be friends and close family, absolutely. But don't discount that it can be somebody else. I think this is probably the big one. With emotional support, people tend to look only in one direction and it becomes one-dimensional. There are more avenues. Something like this group can actually support people on their own because they feel a sense of connection. Utilise it. That's what it's there for. Now, the next one is informational support. It helps you to better understand your environment and the surrounding world. Thanks to this type of support, you can see your problems from a different perspective, verify your judgments, discuss important issues. Informational support is provided by people who have the patience to listen to you and who want you to understand you. It answers an internal call that says, I don't know what is happening to me and I don't understand what is going on in the world around me. Now, in a way, this is done really well for new mums. This is where I was talking about it with new mums and new mums groups, but they don't do it. They're afraid to reach out, reach out in case they are judged for not knowing how to be a mum. It's informational. You know, I've told you before, if we all spat out a handbook instead of a placenta, we'd be doing better because we'd all know what to do. But the fact is, we don't know what we don't know. And informational support helps with this. Who can give you information on what's going on in your world? Sometimes that could be someone like me that goes, hang on, okay, let's have a look at your perspective and your judgments before you, because a lot of this is about judging yourself. Now, self-esteem boosting support. It's the source of admiration and acceptance and it boosts your self-esteem often looked at to be met by your partner on some level. One of the internal calls that it has is I'm useless and I can't do anything properly. Because that's the internal call that it says out when you want your self-esteem boosted. Now, this is also someone like me because, you know, I remember my earlier comment. If my husband's job was to make me feel better about me, then he'd have to give up his other job. And let's face it, he wouldn't get it right anyway because he would have absolutely no idea what I want because I probably wouldn't even have an idea of what I want if I am looking to be boosted, okay? The next one, instrumental support. It encompasses various types of instructions and advice. Now, this is a little bit logistical. So, you know, where do you go to find the required information for your driver's licence? How do you process or how do you pay your bills? It's instrumental support. Sometimes we just need bloody information. Um, and the, the internal call is, I don't know how to do this. So it's mostly logic, logistical and often the one we manage better. But what happens is we can confuse emotional or self-esteem boosting for logistical and we want someone to tell us the answer. The problem is, is that only we know the answer. Coming to someone like me to help you look for the 
inside answer rather than an answer from the outside can help with that support. But you've got to be able to go, do I need something, do I need to know something from the outside information coming in or do I need to look inside and get some information from there? Now, the next one, commodity exchange support. Now, I didn't name these because they're far too complicated for me. What that means is you need help. You cannot manage and it's probably a little bit logistical and a little bit emotional because, for example, I become emotionally overwhelmed when there is too much going on in my life and my uh, my household starts to crumble. So what do I do? I buy a cleaner. Let's be honest. That's the commodity exchange. I buy something to help me feel better and to do get somebody else to do something. That's a commodity exchange. Great. That's a support network, a cleaner. Coles. Coles is a great commodity ex, um, exchange. $10 or $12 now for three hours of my life with um, online shopping. Perfect. Love it. Okay. If we don't understand the difference between logistical and emotional, we get this overwhelm um, that kicks in the old chestnut from last month's guilt and shame by triggering triggering the old statement, uh, I'm a shit mum. We don't want that, okay? So sometimes we've got to split and figure out what is it that we need. The last one is social recreational support. Now, this one's pretty simple. This is what we tend to look for as well. It provides you with company, gives you some fun, it motivates you to get active. It, it, it just is a bit bit of excitement. The internal call for this one can be, I'm tired, overscheduled and overworked. Uh, my life is boring. So we want to have some fun groups. Often we can look at this and go, we look to our friends or in particular one or two friends and it becomes really intense. They can't give it to you all the time. Spread it out. Get some groups in your life. Get some sporting groups, get some hobby groups, do something else to build the networks like little rivers. Okay, as you can see, Cara, if only I could buy myself a wife. <laughs> well, sorry, that's a whole other session, but I'm sure that you can figure that out. Um, now, as you can see, the support network answers many of our needs and in practice, Different people to, to, uh, provide different types of support. And if you have a circle of friends that provides all of them, then you are super lucky. And sometimes you might find the whole support package in one person. And if you come across this little treasure, cherish him or her. But remember not to overburden them. And most of all, don't get upset if in a moment of their own weakness, they can't support you. It's really important to return the favours and support those that support you in the time of need. It's not only about balancing the relationship, but it's also about being needed because it serves a purpose for you. It helps you. In truly good and supportive relationships, you experience mutual caring, understanding and responsibility for each other. However, support may also turn into control or dominance and possessiveness uh, towards people and if that happens then there's no mutual respect in the relationship 
And when one party, instead of accepting and caring towards the other person, presents a domineering attitude, then the supporter thinks they have power over the needy person. And, you know, this is not going to work and it creates toxic support. Okay, so it's really important. That's why we go back to the five people. Do we have toxic support in there or do we have a support network? It's a really good differentiation. Do I have toxic support in my life or do I have a support network? A support network is, is basically a foundation that bolsters our daily well-being. It depends on good communication with others, on being um, sensitive to their needs and your own and the ability to just let go of ego, basically. Turning your attention from yourself towards others is easier than you think and it provides you with a lot of joy and satisfaction. And you know what's most important is people around you begin to notice you. They begin to notice someone has to take the first step and it might as well just be you. Keep building and strengthening the networks. Take care of it. So what can you do this week? Well, I've been hinting at it all uh, evening. So who are the supports in your life? Do you have at least five? Do they create um, a support network or is there toxicity around them? Don't start pointing the finger and going, she's toxic, she's to blame, because that's not going to help you either. All it does is take responsibility away from you going, why am I here in my life? Okay, because that was part of the thing with guilt. Own the situation. Don't take, it's not your fault. It just needs to have a level of responsibility of, well, I'm here. It's shit. I don't like it. I wish I wasn't. But because I am, how am I going to manage it now? What am I going to do? Okay, so have a look and just separate the people from the behavior and go, do I have toxic stuff in my life? Do I have support networks? Next week's topic is it's a pretty cool one, actually. It might need a little bit of engagement from you guys. I think you'll like it. It is going to be looking at if we've come to understand guilt and how it affects us and why it can stop us from being vulnerable and asking for help, then we start to look at, well, how the hell did I start to believe that crap in my head? So it's going to be looking at something I call the blind spot. And I reckon it's really cool. You'll love it. All right. I think we'll leave it at that. But please come back and tell me whether you need help with the support network. Okay. Thanks, guys. Love to be here.